Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fox. That message last night, um, again, I just think God just did a wonderful thing last night. And uh, I really... uh, I really, I really appreciate Rachel coming all the way here from Boston to spend time with us today, well, Taunton, and uh, being here with us today. And uh, I can't tell you, I, I, I put it on Facebook this morning for people to come, and I said, I cannot tell you the words. It would mean, how many of you know what I mean? I cannot give you enough words to say why you should come here. I can't give you enough words to uh, to make people come. There's no way that I can describe it. All I can tell you is if you've been here, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been here, you need to be here because, man, it, it just grows. So uh, she's like, gee, Kevin, you're just wandering around the circles here, and I am. Debbie Debbie, I'm not one of your circles. Would you like to introduce Rachel? Give me a shout out. No. Okay. Just Rachel. Okay. Everybody, I'm going to bring Rachel up here. Rachel, come on. This is Rachel Caetano, everybody. She's on Facebook, so your mother can see you again. And your husband. I have one. Oh, you have one? Yep. Wow. This is crazy, man. Do you want to take your glasses? You want to wear them? I don't want to wear them. No, I'm good. I tried that last night, didn't work. <laughs> I put. Uh-huh. I put them on briefly last night to try to look more spiritual. First of all, it didn't work, so I'm not gonna do that now. The glasses. You think so? I'm always trying to look spiritual. <laughs> so I'm Rachel, for those that don't know me. Um, as Kevin said, I live up in New England. And I gotta say, like, you guys are, are cool people. I enjoy coming around here. Um, last time I came was back in January. And I just shared, like, I'm not going to be preaching at you this morning. I don't really. I, I did go to Bible school. But then I dropped out. So I <laughs> I'm not qualified to preach, but, uh, you know, I am qualified to share, and I think we all are. <laughs> so I'm going to share uh, what God's been telling me, and, and it's just, you know, just what God's been telling me, what God's been showing me. And I'm really thankful that um, that I get to be here. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with you guys. Uh, you guys are actually like a super gift, um, a gift to me. Last time when I was here, you know, you guys are talking about how much, you know, you're blessed by me. I'm like, I don't know. I think I was here so that you guys could bless me, so that you could edify me. Because that's really what I walked away with, just being super edified and, and just feeling like, oh, I feel pretty awesome. So why wouldn't I come back and keep sharing? And, you know, I want to point out, Debbie, every time that I'm here, you always have something that I need to hear. Every time. Man. First time I came here, I led worship, and um, you know it was after. It was like I think it was 2021, and so it was of course after the pandemic and in the pandemic and everything else. 
And I'm a nurse, so I had to go through all of the hospital pandemic vibe. So it was a good time for me, not really. <laughs> and um, I talked about how, because it was right after the blonde company, so I was sharing about that. And I talked about how I feel like God was trying to give me a, a garment of praise for my spirit of heaviness. Because I'm so heavy. And you sang that song over me. Let me tell you something. I walked out free that morning. And I wanted you to know that. Because even last night when you shared with me, it really meant something to me. You edified me, so I, I, you're worth it. Coming here to hear you? <laughs> That's why I'm here. So thank you for being obedient. Thank you, Kevin and Debbie, for having me. You know, it's such a gift. These guys are a gift. Yeah. I don't know if you guys realize it, because, you know, it's always one of those things, like, ah, oh, yeah. It's like, it's like whatever my friends are like, your mom and dad are great. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's fine. They're good. <laughs> but really, um, you really have a gift here. And God, God gave you this gift. Those two are a gift and a treasure. And I, um, I said this last time, and I'll say it again. I hope you guys are, are, are taking care of your gifts. Because really, they're like pots of gold over here. Um, and I'm really thankful that this morning the rapture didn't happen because I was worried when I walked downstairs um, that there was nobody around. And I was like, oh, God, what happened? Like, I'm not fine. It was all quiet in the house. And I was like, oh. Well, listen, if you didn't grow up watching A Thief in the Night, then you don't understand the trauma. But um, <laughs> if you grew up watching those movies, you understand what I'm saying right now. It don't matter how many times God's like, no, no, it's cool. You're cool, God. It's always that. Those movies, they did, they did a good job putting the fear in you. So I'm really thankful for that. But um, again, I'm just going to share some things. Um, you know, last time when I came, like I mentioned, it blew me away. You guys are really, again, it was such a a gift to me. And I, I, I went home and I, I was kind of just taking it all in. I'm like, God, what is happening? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, what is going on? You know, I, I, I shared and you did this and it was so amazing. And I, I was like, I hope you keep doing this. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And I'm always down to have a good time. Like, whatever. And, um, I started to kind of feel, like, it's weird to say this, but I kind of felt, like, almost worried a bit because I was like, is this how this goes? Like, God, <laughs> you know, you give me something to share, I share it, and then whatever, and then it's like, you give me something to share, and then I share it, and then it's like, okay, it's good, it's bad, whatever, and it's just like this transaction. And I was like, is that, is that your intention with me, God, that... It's transactional. It's you're taking me to places so that I can share what you tell me. Is that actually the reason why you tell me stuff? So that I can just share it with people? Is that is that the method we have going on here? And it's a weird thing because I know I, I know that's not really true. Like, of course God wants to just talk to me without any strings attached. But that's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh my God, I, I don't know. Like it is this like your intention with me, God? Like that, I'm just like you're a pawn in your your game. It's like, oh, I'm gonna reveal stuff to you, Rachel, so that you can tell it to other people, and that's really the only reason why I'm talking to you is so that you can relay a message. And so it kind of made me feel a certain way. I was like, okay, God, is that what I am to you? Is that the kind of relationship that we have? And so I was praying about that for a while because I, you know, it was kind of like I know I shouldn't feel this way. 
But I do, and it's a thing, so let's talk about it, Jesus. So I'm praying about that, and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to figure out what in the world I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I started to see, like, it was almost like an old-time Western scene. Like, if you ever watch those old-time Western movies, you know, people are, like, shooting each other, you know, as they look at them the wrong way, or, you know, good stuff like that. A lot of violence. So I started to see that, and um, I saw, like, this, this saloon. And so, like, if you've ever watched any of these movies, you know, in any good Western movie, there's a saloon, and there's some shooting up in that place, and then there's some ladies of the night upstairs. It's just how, that's what I saw. I was like, okay, God, whatever. Like, maybe it's me or whatever. So, anyway, uh, I see the saloon. And, I, and people are, like, at the bar, and it's a whole, like, thing, you know, all these cowboys are in there, and I'm like, at least, at least I can say this. God is entertaining yeah. to me. I'm like, I'm watching a movie, God. Cool. Like, where is John Wayne? I don't know. But anyway, so I'm seeing this, and I see all these, you know, and mind you, this is weird. Bear with me here, okay? I, I see the prostitutes, you know, the ladies that, like, serve the drinks, and they have, like, the, the, the silk dresses, and they're all dolled up. They have all the makeup on. They look awesome. I guess, you know, like they look enticing, you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, the men, they, they drink and they go upstairs and then they have their time upstairs and then they go back out. And that was like, oh, everyone's watched the Western Hunt. This is no shock to anybody. This is what they did back in the day, I guess. So I'm seeing this and I'm like, what am I seeing, God? Why are you showing this to me? And... Uh, I'm praying about it, and I could see, like, it was like a whole scene in the movie. Like, all of a sudden, the saloon owner comes in, and everybody greets the saloon owner because that's the guy. <laughs> we want to make him happy. And so, like, the bartender gives him a drink. He drinks it, you know. And then all the women come out to greet him because he's the saloon owner. So they all want his favor. They all want to make him happy, to make him, you know, make sure that they don't, he doesn't get rid of them, you know. He wants to be in good standing with the saloon owner. And so all these prostitutes come out, and they're, like, greeting the saloon owner. And the thing is, what I could tell is that these, these women, they were in competition with each other. They wanted the attention of the saloon owner. They wanted the saloon owner to have favor with them. And so he's going all around, and he's, you know, greeting them all, but there was that one there was that one prostitute, that one lady, that was his favorite. And I, I, again, I swear, I feel like I've seen it in a movie once, but because it was so vivid to me. There's that one that had favor with the saloon owner, and he, everyone knew it too. She was the prettiest. She looked the best. She, she was the one. And so he, he went and, and was with, with her, and everyone was kind of like jealous and sort of, you know, had a certain feeling about it, like, why didn't he pick me? And so he comes out, and he's like, oh, you guys know I love you, too. I love you, too. But, you know, but everybody knows there's that one, the prettier one, the, the favored one from the saloon owner. And um, I kept seeing this scene. And then I saw, it's kind of like, um, again, it's like they had, I think back then they did have, like, they would have song and dances. You know, it was like a show. Let's put on a show. All the men come and cheer and watch all the women, and it's a whole thing. Again, bear with me. This is odd for church on Sunday morning, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to go there. So it's a whole song and dance. 
And and the, the men, they're all like, and it was like kind of a big thing. It's like, you know, they're going to pick who they want, basically. And so the men, they all come to be entertained. And then they all want a piece of that one. That one lady that's the prettiest. That she's the one that they pay, pay the highest dollar for. Right? And I was like, God, what are you showing me? What is this? And he was like, you think I'm the saloon owner? I'm not the saloon owner. You're not my prostitute. I don't, I don't give special people favor so that they can turn around and make me money, turn around and make me more followers, turn around and do whatever I need them to do. It's not a business transaction. You're not my prostitute. And I'm tired of people seeing me like I'm the saloon owner. And that all I want from you is what I can get from you and what you can do for me and how well you can perform for me and how, how well you can represent me. He's like, I'm not the saloon owner. That is not who I am. And I'm tired of churches being a song and dance where everyone comes and they come to see that one person who's just the best. That's the anointed one. We want to hear the message from that one. And we'll pay good money to hear that one because we all think this is some kind of brothel. But he said, that's not who I am. I'm not the saloon owner. I was like, okay, God. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know who you are. And then I was like, what? Where do we I'm like, okay, God, if you're not the saloon owner, who made the saloon? He's like, that's what men want. They want to be used. They want to be entertained. Religion will build a saloon every time. And I was like, okay, all right, I don't want religion. I don't want this then. And so I... And I was like, well, then who are you? And so I saw Jesus. He was actually, I saw the saloon still, and there was like one prostitute in the window at night, and she was like getting ready for bed or something, I don't know. And Jesus was out on the street looking up at her, and she was just kind of getting ready, and he was just staring at her in this dusty road looking up. And finally the woman, you know, was like, oh, there's a guy out there. What's going on? And, and, and the woman went out. And met Jesus. And Jesus is like, I have some clothes for you. You don't have to wear all that. He's like, take off the makeup. Your natural beauty is enough. Your natural beauty is all you need. He's like, wipe all that stuff off. I'll give you some comfortable clothes. And come with me. And so what I realized is that I was a prostitute. So I was like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> strip me. I don't want any of it. And so we started going down this road, and just like any good Western, there was like little, you know, like the, the post office and whatever, whatever. And then at the end, like at the square, there was the church. And so I was like, oh, we're going to church. That makes sense. Checks out. Legit. So we're walking, and we go over, and we open up the door. And as we're opening up the door, I heard him say, he's like, true religion is feeding the orphans and the widows, right? Taking care of them. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's in James, I think, maybe. I Googled it. So anyway, um, we go inside, and I could see, like, there was tons of little orphan children and widows, and there was, like, places packed. And there was a bunch of busy workers. Like, there was church people, better Christians than me, probably, running around trying to take care of these widows and orphans and feeding them. 
And I thought we were going to hang out there for a while, like we were just kind of in there. But Jesus, he, he was in there. But then I saw um, this worker come over to Jesus and say, hey, can you sign these expense you know, forms for me? Jesus goes over and he signs the expense forms and that was it. And like I said, I thought we'd hang out there for a while. But we did it. He, he took me out. And I was like, okay, where are we going now, Jesus? And so he takes me on over and we kind of just walk for a while to this pond. And he said, I want you to go fishing with me. So I go and I sit at the pond and we're fishing. And we're just hanging out together. We're just having a good time fishing. It's not my choice of activities, but I guess if Jesus is like, this is what we're doing, I guess you do it. So I was like, all right, I don't know anything about fishing, Jesus, but let's go. So we're fishing, and I'm like, Jesus, what is happening? Like, why are you showing me all this? Why did you show me the brothel, this, the church? Like, what's happening, you know? And I'm praying, and I really didn't get much of an answer. It actually kind of took me a couple days to see all this. Like, I was just praying about it, and I didn't understand. What I kept praying was like, God, okay, I don't want to be a prostitute. So what am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be to you? So I'm praying that I don't want to be a prostitute. I don't want to see you as the brothel owner. I don't want to see you as the saloon owner that this is just some kind of, you know, transaction where, you know, I'm put on display so for what I can give you and what I can do for you and how I can prosper you and, and that's what you want from me. So if that's not right, then what's right? Because I want to know what's right. How are you to me? How am I supposed to relate to you? And so I, I kept praying, God, what am I supposed to see? I'm like, and then I was like, oh, yeah, the orphans. I'm like, okay, God, I want to be your servant. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's better. Legit. Prostitute to servant, for sure. That's the way to go. <laughs> Let's go that route. So I'm praying, okay, God, I want to be your servant. I'll serve you. Oh, my God. Honestly, guys, that's truly, I want to be used by God. I want to just, I want to be served. I want to be a servant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm praying, and, you know, a couple days go by, and I still kind of just see this whole scene with me and Jesus fishing. And I'm like, okay, I prayed the prayers. I don't feel better, though, Jesus, so what's up? <laughs> you know, if I don't feel any better being your servant, so what do you want me to pray? And he was like, I, I just want you to go fishing with me. And so I was like, I hope we're doing that. He said, I, I don't want you to be my servant. I'm like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's some verses in there that say something about serving. So I don't know, Jesus, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, you know why it was so good coming on around here in January and talking at Kevin's church? He was like, it's because you were doing it with me, not for me. don't want a house full of servants. It's like, I actually don't want a church full of servants. He's like, yeah, that's good. And he's like, you know what? I'll sign off on your expensive form. Sure, sure. He's like, I'd rather go fishing with you. I said, why? He's like, because you take your friends fishing. He's like, I want to be your friend. I take you fishing because that's what I do with my friends. I don't want a servant. I don't want a prostitute. My friend. He's like, you had a good time at Kevin's. Why? Because you went to be with your friends. You didn't go there for me. You didn't try to do it to prove how good you were and how spiritual you were. You went there because you wanted to be with 
said, I just want to be with my friends. I take my friends fishing. He says, that's all I've ever wanted. I don't want servants. I don't want people who can prove how good they are. It's not a transaction. It's not a business plan. It's not a church model. It's a friendship. I want a friendship with you. That's all I've ever asked for. I never asked for you to do, do, do. I asked you to be with me. Be my friend. Come fishing with me. Come and be with me. And I'm actually going to have you turn to John 15. It's really hard turning into That's the worst part of this, is turning to the Bible. That's why they, they make other people do it. You know, like preachers, like turn with me. Who has it first? You read it out because it's awful. I just want to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I try not to lose my spot. It's a whole thing. John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So that will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is the whole thing. I'm reading the whole thing. Um, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. If you are my friends, you do what I command. You're my friends. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master's business is. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I have learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you this command, and love each other. You are my friends. You do what I command, not because you have to. Religion tells you you have to. Relationship is something you do out of a response because you want to. Because when you're hanging out with Jesus and Jesus is fishing, you fish. And when you when Jesus decides, no, it's time to go eat, you eat. And when it's time to go speak to somebody, you speak to somebody. Why? Because the whole point is to follow Jesus. You do what Jesus is doing. Not doing things for Jesus, but doing things with Jesus. That's the whole point. The whole point. Then he said, come follow me and I'll make you fisher of men. Fisher of men. The command was never. 
to go be a fisherman. Man was always to follow. We run the risk of becoming a house full of prostitutes when we are looking to be his prostitute, <laughs> do things for him, for a purpose. We run the risk of being his servant when we are doing things for him but not with him. But he's asking us to do things with him because he's our friend. But this morning... I don't want to just talk about this. I actually have something else I want to share, too. So it's like a two-for-one special this morning about things. I was praying one night, and it, there was nothing like, sometimes I go to prayer, and I'm like, okay, God, this is what I want. <laughs> Bring the list out. You know, and then other times I'm like, okay, I think I probably should just show up, you know, and see what happens. Um, and then other times, you know, just we'll see what happens, you know. But this one time I was just praying and just being God's presence and um, listening, trying to listen. And it's crazy. I started to see uh, Jesus in my living room. And he was like, do you, do you want to dance with me? And I was like, yeah, that's so beautiful, Jesus. That seems really nice. <laughs> and so we started dancing in my living room. And I was like, yeah, this is lovely. I was like crying. I was like, this is a good moment, Jesus. Thank you. And we're dancing, and it was really nice. And and we were just dancing and dancing. I was like, okay, God, this is this is beautiful, like legit beautiful. Um, and then I started to see like me as a little kid, and I was like dancing on Jesus' feet, you know, and I was like toddling around, and it was cute. I was like, yeah. This is really special. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't know why he's showing me, but thank you. This is good. And we see that. We're just yeah, toddling around, and he's kind of like shuffling, and it's it's really nice, and, you know, it's good. And then I see, like, I'm kind of older, and it was more of like learning to dance. And the thing about dancing, so like her and I don't do it. I don't want to dance. But um, is that you have to learn well, you have to learn how to dance, I guess, the steps. But then, like, to let, if you're a woman, you have to follow, and if you're a man, you have to lead, right? I guess that's the, the deal. And so in this, Jesus was trying to teach me how to follow. And I was awful. <laughs> I was not good at it. I kept stepping on his toes, and I kept stumbling and, and missing my steps, and I just couldn't, like... You know, I don't know. There's those like, like professional dancers that just, it just seems like intuitive. They know the steps of the person that they are with in their arms. Like they just know, they don't even have to think about the next move. It's almost natural. Like it's just, they practice so much that they're just dancing in, 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 in sync with each other and it's flawless. And I'm like, dang, God, I want to dance like that. That's wild. Like I look like garbage, but I want to look good. Like let's do it. Teach me how to dance, God. And I'm trying to, like, learn how to dance. And it's in my living room, and I'm just like, I am the worst at it. Like, I am not doing well. I, I just can't seem to let him lead. And I just can't seem to figure out how to follow. And I, I just can't seem to be intuitive. I don't know what he's going to do next. I keep going the wrong way while he's going that way, and it's just awful. And then I saw, like, professional dancers. And it was like, we were, we were professional dancers. 
And I was like, oh my God. I clearly practiced. Look at me. I'm like freaking gliding around like crazy and just looks so beautiful with Jesus. I was like, heck yeah. That's really good. And I was like, again, I saw myself at the at like the toddler stage. And I kept praying. I was like, God, not my will, but your will. Teach me how to submit. Like, teach me how to let you lead me. Because I like suck at it. I'm not good at dancing. I'm not good at this. And I'm like, I'm probably an infant stage at this point. I don't even know. And, and it was just like I kept falling off of Jesus because I was trying to, like, advance a little bit on Jesus' feet. It was like, I, but the thing is, when you're dancing on Jesus' feet, it's easier, but it's limited. You can't really do too much. I mean, he's like this, you know, so there's only so much you can really do. And as soon as he wanted to move in a bigger way, I fall off of him because he has to bend, bend your knees to move. And I'm on his feet, so I'm, like, locking his knees up. So it's like he basically I'd be bumping off, you know? And and so I was like, yeah, all right. So I kept praying, like, God, I want, I want to learn how to dance with you and, and learn how to submit to your will and, and learn how to follow you and just be good at this because I'm terrible at it. And uh, clearly you're trying to tell me I need to learn more or something or do better. I don't know, practice. And I saw myself again. It's like I, that was my prayer. I was like, God, not my will, but your will. Okay, you know? And so... I saw myself, it was like a prom thing. And it was a prom, and like I, I was standing in the corner with like a little like punch glass and just hanging out with my friends, and there was like all these people dancing, it was prom. And I saw I saw Jesus come over to me and he said, Do you dance with me? And I was like, Yeah, I want to dance with you. Heck yeah. Jesus for a prom date? Like legit. People are gonna be jealous. So <laughs> So we're, we're, we're down dancing with Jesus at prom. And there were other, other men there. There were other things there, other people there, you know, and, and other people I could have danced with. And then I saw a competition, right? It was like a dancing competition for professionals. Like Jesus and I were in this dancing competition. There was like a number on our back, and that's the only reason... I even knew what I was looking at because I'm pretty sure, like, you guys used to say the, not say the last dance, some movie with some guy who was, like, trying to learn how to dance, like Richard Gere. You guys remember that movie at all? No. You guys. That one person there does. Okay, good. All right, I don't know. There was, like, a number on his back, and he, like, practiced, and then he, like, did this dance competition, right? So it was, like, that scene. And then there was, like, we're dancing, and we're, like, looking so awesome, and this, like, you know, bald old judge, like he had bald head and he was a judge and he went around and he was tapping couples and they had to get out and like, they weren't good enough. And I was like, hey, I'm better than you, you know? So we're like dancing, we didn't get tapped. So I'm like watching this. I was like, this is cool. But then I was like, wait a minute. Jesus, are we in a competition with like other Christians? Like what's happening? What does this mean? What are you showing me? Like that doesn't seem right. You know, we're dancing and so uh, I'm praying about that. I was like, okay, so either I'm making this up or like he's trying to teach me something here because I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to be competing with each other, uh, but hey, what do I know, <laughs> you know? So I didn't get that. I didn't understand it. And then I saw myself back at prom again, and that's when Jesus started speaking to me. He said, you know, you could have had anybody. Everybody in this room wanted to dance with you. He said yes to me. And I saw there was like this, this like, 
cute, like young, like guy who's handsome. He wanted to dance with me, but I didn't dance with him. And I started to recognize, like, okay, that's the enemy. He wanted to dance with me. And I was like, no, I want, I want Jesus. I was like, that's good. I'm good. Then he was like, you know, it's not about a competition. You know, the dancing, the, the judge, and because I didn't get that. I didn't understand what that meant. He said, it's not about a competition. It's about who your dance partner is. It's about who you're dancing with. I was like, okay. So he chose me. That's what it's about. I don't care how bad you dance. I just care that he chose me. That you're dancing with me. That I'm in your arms. I don't care if you never learn how to go beyond stepping on my toes and you keep falling off. I don't care if you never learn how to let me lead and how to intuitively dance beautiful and how to figure out how to just follow. I don't care if you never learn how to do that ever in your entire life. All I care is that you're in my arms. That's all I've ever wanted. I don't care how well you perform. It's not a competition. It's about me and you. It's about me being in your arms and you being in my arms. That's all I've ever wanted. It's about me and you. It's about us. That's how you make it to the finals. It's about who your dance partner is, not how well you dance. I was like, okay, God, I want to make it to finals. And he's like, you know what it really is about? It's about being faithful to me. It's about being faithful to me. And no matter how bad you screw up, man, maybe you never figure out how to listen to the Holy Spirit well. Maybe you never figure out how to say no to the flesh. Maybe you never figure out how to be a good Christian like all the good Christians you see. Maybe you never figure it out. I said, don't care. Don't care. That's never mattered to me. It only matters that you're in my arms. It's about being faithful. I kept hearing that verse. It's like, well done, good and faithful servant. And I was like, okay, um, isn't that about like you know, doing something with like bags of money and stuff. Like we talk about Jesus. Say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. And I won't read the whole passage, but you know, it's it's the parable about the talent, the talents, the sowing of the gold. Like the serve, like the master gives his servants each like I don't know five, and then the one guy two, and then the one guy one. And the guy with the five invested it, the guy with the two invested it, but the guy with the one didn't do anything at all. What gets me about that is like, you know, we all are like, hey, God, I just, I want to invest, you know, and be a good steward. That's the word. That's the Christian word. Be a good steward. Yeah. Okay. We're in church, so we're picking it up. Be a good steward of what you've given me, God. Yeah, I want that. And he's like, you know, it's actually not about that. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it can be about that, but it's about being faithful. I was like, I don't get it. And I didn't get it. And he was like, you know, read, read the one about the ten virgins too, right? They're going to take the lamps and then go out and meet their bridegroom. All these people, the virgins, the servants, they knew what to expect. They knew that the master was coming back. And the virgins knew that the bridegroom was coming. There were some that were faithful and there were some that wasn't. 
And he's like, I don't, I don't care about bags of money. You can invest it or not. But did you even try? Did you even try? He's like, it's about being faithful. These people knew that there is an end game here. The master's coming back. But one didn't even bother trying. He didn't bother trying. He said, it's really about being faithful to try. And he's like, I don't care how well you perform. If you are never a professional dancer with me, I don't care. I care that you tried. And all those nights practicing where you fell, and where you stubbed your toe, and where you hurt you broke your ankle, or when you just you weren't ready to give up, you still got up and you still danced with me. It's about it's about being faithful. It's about the dance with me. It's about choosing me. And God brought me to this scripture in Psalms 51. I freaking love it because it's it's when David, when the prophet Nathaniel, or Nathan, not sure, came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. I would wager that David fell off of the dancing floor that day. Um, but what does he say? He says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from the sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin are always before me. Basically, it's like, I know I am freaking terrible all the time. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. That's the bold guy. Going around tapping people. <laughs> Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness. Surely I was a piece of garbage since birth. All of you ever wanted was faithfulness. Yet you desired faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. And I could stop there, but I won't because I love the rest of it too. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear the joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me, to keep me dancing. To keep me dancing. Give me a spirit that says, I don't care how bad I am at this. I want to keep dancing. Because in the womb, in the womb, he knew we were sinners. But he's still always asking us to dance. And I think the only problem comes in is when you have one talent and you just are too afraid or too worried or too concerned with something else to even bother. He desires faithfulness. He desires a faithful friend. Go fishing with him faithfully. And so this morning, that's really what I wanted to share. 
Because I think we make it into something it's not. I think we make this relationship into something that's more complicated than just dancing. And we get hung up on not being able to do it well, so sometimes we don't do it at all. Or sometimes we screw up so bad it would be embarrassing to stand in front of people and dance. But guys, you could have had anybody in the room, but you chose Jesus. And all he wants is that you keep choosing. Every day. Every day. And you know, that's the thing about friendships, right? Is that you have to sustain the friendship. You have to maintain the friendship. It's never just a one-sided thing. And with God, it's never just a transaction. And it doesn't look at you and think, there's a good servant. Do what I tell you to do and go do it and do it good. Do it well. And if you screw it up, it's done. It's over. You're not as good anymore. And I have nothing to do with you. You're not useful to any useful to me anymore. So I just will make you into, you know, something that people can't see and will hide you away. And this is that's not that's not how God does it. And I'm trying to reference one of these Western movies where like, you know, the prostitute gets old after a while, right? It's not useful anymore. I don't know what happens to her after that. It's probably cleaning bathrooms or something. Taking care of the illegitimate children. I don't know. I don't know what they used to do, but listen, that's not how God does this. There's never a moment where he's not asking you to dance. There's never a moment where he's not asking you to come to the pond and just be his friend. And guys, I think we are so much, all the time, we're just in danger of making it into something he's not asked it to be. And so I think that the Holy Spirit this morning wants to give you a spirit that is sustained in this friendship, that is sustained in this dance. And, and again, no matter how well you dance, it's about who your dance partner is. I really love David because, I mean, man, that's pretty bad what he did. It's pretty unforgivable. But he kept dancing. That's all God wanted. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. <laughs> I learned that you can do that. So just like, head off. <laughs> Her and I talked about this last night. The truth of it is, I don't know what to do either. So. She says, I don't know what to do then. I said, yeah, I don't know either. You did good. That's why last night when she looked at me, I just looked back at her. I said, here you go. But you know, there's some things that have been said this morning. And let's just ask this question. How many of you felt like a whore before? You're in church trying to earn your way in. Trying to, trying to look pretty enough. And then you see the pretty people come in and you're like, ah, oh, I look good. Come on. And we, we get that mindset that what God's really wanting for us to do is perform and to look this way. And, you know, there's always somebody who plays guitar better. There's always somebody who sings better. There's always somebody who preaches better. And you're always in that competitive world. And let me tell you, church can be a competition. Look at Facebook on Saturday. I've done it myself. I point church where you need to get the glory of God and the power. Come on. 
we're advertising and competing and looking for things. I, I was talking to somebody, I think it was you, you on the phone, about, I don't know about just starting a church, but I think it's better ideas just to go be the church. You know, a lot of people say, did you start a church? No, we just want to be the church. And I think this morning, what we're, I, I feel, that God is bringing us back to this, even this whole weekend, about refocusing something. First of all, we have to get rid of condemnation. You, you can no longer serve God in condemnation because you will, well, you'll have a Larry show up at your house. It's called self-hatred. Remember that one? You'll hate yourself and you can't serve God and hate you. and You can't serve other people. You can't just, you can't even be a friend to somebody and hate yourself. Feel insecure. And God, God's not calling us to be insecure, but to be secure in our friendship, in our friendship with him. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this, it, it hits me. Hey, if you're on Facebook this morning, I'm really glad you're here. But this is, Rachel's done, and I'm talking to you. You've served me enough. So listen, God bless you all. Just watch this again, okay?